Thank you for listening to the podcast of John Thiel Maasbach. We hope it inspires you and pray this message will bless you. Hello, my dear friends. Well, when I think of this season of Thanksgiving, I think of all the blessings that God has given to us. I am so thankful for his goodness in my life, his kindness, his outstretched hands of blessings that he has given to me in so many different ways. Oh, if I just think of the things he has done in my heart, in my inner man, I just feel his peace and his joy overflowing. Who could give that or what could equal that in this world? It is the Father in heaven that has bestowed that peace and that blessing not only upon me, but has given it as a river within me. And I'm so thankful for that. But also, if I think of my wife, my family, if I think of the ministry, the church members and the church where I can belong to, oh, it's a wonderful thing, my friends. And I hope today, in this season of Thanksgiving, you are also thankful to the blessings that God has given to you. I want to read a verse out of Psalms 84, and we will read verse 6. It says, Passing through the valley of weeping, they make it a place of springs. The early rain also covers it with blessings. If I think of this verse, and it takes a little time, you need to dive into it and study it a little bit. But if I think of this verse, I think of those that have passed before me through the valleys of weeping and who have dug wells there. I am enjoying those wells today. They are a blessing to me. It's very important if we see this in the Bible that when you receive a blessing or when you obtain a blessing, that blessing is not just for you, but that blessing will be shared through you and because of you to many people around you. And maybe even generations later, people will enjoy those blessings of the wells that you have dug in your valley of weeping, in your time of sorrow, when you had it so difficult, but yet you did not lay down, you did not give up, but you started digging a well, and that well was filled by the blessing of the Lord. It became a reservoir of blessing because he filled it with blessings. And now even today, people are drinking from that well. They are enjoying that blessing. Example of this is what I read in the book of Samuel, 1 Samuel chapter 14, verse 27. It says, like Jonathan's staff, he dipped it into the honeycomb. Yes, that honey provided sustenance and brightened his eyes. It gave him new strength. It gave him new power to move forward again. And so today I want you to dip into that honeycomb. I want you to take that honey of the word of the Lord and enjoy it, that it will make clear your eyes. It will brighten your eyes and it will bless you and sustain you and give you strength to move on. I want to give some more examples on this subject. I think of the books people have written. They have written books about times in their life when they went through the valley of weeping, and they went through terrible times and times of suffering and pain and maybe 
times of loss, where they lost loved ones, where they lost maybe their place in ministry or other things happened in their life. And instead of just burying it, they dug a well. They wrote a book, and not a book full of complaining, where they just explain their sorrow and their anger against those that hurt them, but they wrote down how the Lord blessed them at that time, how the Lord strengthened them, how the Lord brought them through. And that book, when I pick up a book like that today, and maybe I am going through a time of depression or a time where I have so much adversity against me, or maybe it's a time of sorrow, but I pick up a book like that and I read how they went through these times, but how they came out through the grace of God, how they went through these things, but the Lord spoke to them and pulled them out of their misery pulled them out of their sinking sand and placed them back on the rock again. Well, that strengthens me. That is a blessing to me. That helps me today. Or if I just think of the Psalms, oh, you must agree with me. Or if we read those Psalms, if we read about David, the many challenges he had in his life, the many obstacles, the hatred against him, how Saul and others went out of their way, trying to kill them. They did their best to bring them down. They wanted to destroy David. But every time David, he writes these problems down, but he also writes down verses like in Psalm 42, verse 5, he says, why are you downcast, O my soul? Oh, that verse has helped me. Has it helped you in the past? Or oh, it will help you today. If you are maybe going through some difficulties and you are facing some obstacles and maybe you are hurting on the inside, but yet there is that voice that comes out of this book, the Bible, out of Psalms where David, who went through so much more than we went through, and he writes down, why are you downcast, O my soul? Oh, there is no reason to be downcast today. There is no reason to be under that blanket of depression. God is with you. God is for you. And there is a whole reservoir that the people have dug in the valleys of weeping. And God has filled those reservoirs with his blessings that you and I can read it and we can be blessed by it. We can drink from it. We can be strengthened by it. And because of it, we can move forward. If I think of people like Joseph, oh, sometimes maybe you are going through some difficulties in your family, but have you been thrown in the pit? Have you been sold into slavery? Is your life destroyed because of what your brothers did to you, what your sisters did to you? Maybe so. But if you read about Joseph, oh, his life, the blessings in his life is like a reservoir that strengthens us. It refreshes us. It helps us when you're going through these family things. You read about the story of Joseph and you read how he had no hatred against them, how he did not allow bitterness to enter into his heart and take control. Oh, he was not consumed by these things that would have destroyed his life, but he came as an instrument of blessing and of life to them. And he became their redeemer as the Lord redeemed them through his life. Oh, how wonderful these stories, how wonderful these books, how wonderful the Bible is. It's just like when you're walking through the jungle and maybe you're tired and maybe you don't know where to go anymore and you feel so lost, but suddenly on one of the trees, you see a sign 
and you see a sign with an arrow, and somebody has been there before, and he is pointing you the way how to get out of that jungle. Oh, aren't you thankful to that person that went before you? And we are so thankful today in this season of thanksgiving to those people that have gone before us. Oh, if I think of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and Daniel, but also in the New Testament of Peter, and Paul, and of course of those ladies like Esther and Ruth and Lydia, and there are so many more in the Bible. They have gone before us, and they have dug the wells. Oh, in their valley of weeping, they made a reservoir. But you know, it's not that digging of the well by itself that is a blessing to me. It is a very important part, and it is a very important means But this verse says so importantly, the early rain covers it with blessings. That well would have been dry and empty if the Lord had not filled it with rain and with water. That's why today I want to call this message, blessing comes from above. It comes from above. Yes, you need to dig that well. Yes, you need to write that book. But if it is not God who gives his rain of blessing upon your life, then it's just a hole. Then it's just empty. Then it's just barren. Then it's just dry. But God, he himself covers it with his rain. He covers it with his blessing. And that makes all the difference to us. Oh, a great example of this. We find in the New Testament, in Acts chapter 8, it's such a wonderful story, the story of the great evangelist Philip. Oh, he was having a great revival as he was preaching in Samaria. But it says in verse 26, the angel of the Lord said to Philip, get up and go south to the road that runs from Jerusalem down to Gaza. This is a desert road. (laughs) If I just think of this as an evangelist myself too, he was in the midst of a wonderful revival. People were getting saved. People were getting delivered. People were getting healed. Multitudes were coming to the Lord. It was wonderful. The showers of God's blessing was coming down. And here the Lord sends his angel and says, go to that dry desert road. He had to go to a dry desert road. Oh, sometimes we are sent to places and we think, God, why now? And why here? And then when we wait there, and that waiting is so important, but it can be so difficult at times. We wait there. Nothing is happening. And we think, oh, my God, what am I doing here? Why was I sent here? And then suddenly in the distance, There is a car that is coming by, and there was a chariot that was coming. Well, let us just read on these verses. It says it so beautifully in the book of Acts chapter 8. And it says, so he got up and he went. And there was an Ethiopian eunuch, a man of great authority, a court official of the queen of the Ethiopians, who was in charge of all her treasure. And he had come to Jerusalem to worship. And he was returning, and sitting in his chariot, he was reading the scroll of the prophet Isaiah. And then the Holy Spirit said to Philip, Go up and join this chariot. And Philip ran up and heard the man reading the prophet Isaiah. 
and he asked him, Do you understand what you are reading? And he said, Well, how could I, unless someone guides me? And he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. Oh, I love this. I love this so much. Here we see how God has already prepared and ordained everything. And God orchestrated it so beautifully. And I believe God is orchestrating these kind of meetings still today. He has done this forever, and he is doing it today. He is orchestrating wonderful meetings between the children of God and those that are seeking, that are lost, that are wanting this blessing from above, that are wanting this life, this eternal life that God can only give, but they don't know where to find it. They don't know the scriptures. They don't know the meaning of the scripture. And even if they would read the Bible, they would not understand it because we sometimes forget what the Bible says, that the word by itself is dead. It's the spirit of God that makes it alive. Oh, I find all these wise people today on the other day on the TV, I saw this very intellectual person and he didn't understand one thing of the Bible and he didn't understand one thing of God. He had read it, but it stayed darkened for him. Or it was because he lacked the Holy Spirit. He lacked someone who would interpret it to him, who would guide him and help him into this truth, who was sent by the Holy Spirit but he had a closed heart for God. But this man had an open heart for God. And so many times we look at those that have a closed heart, but there are also those that have an open heart. And God knows the hearts that are open, and he wants to orchestrate these meetings. He wants to bring us together with those that have an open heart. And so this man was reading, and he wasn't reading anything He was reading the part in the scroll of Isaiah that says, Like a sheep, he was led to the slaughter. And as a lamb before its shearer, he was silent. So he does not open his mouth. In humiliation, his judgment was taken away. Justice was denied him. Who will describe his generation? For his life is taken from the earth. Well, it's beautiful what we are reading here for us that understand it. But I can understand that someone that has not been brought up in the faith does not understand these things. Yes, for us, it's wonderful because already at Sunday school, we heard these stories and our parents started to explain the meaning of these things. But you just think of it, someone that has never read the Bible and suddenly reads these verses out of Isaiah, they don't know uh, (laughs) They don't have a clue. They don't know what it's saying, what it means. And so even though this man was an intellectual, we can believe he was an intellectual and had great understanding of many things. He did not understand this, but he was wise enough to know that he did not understand it. So he said, Philip, oh, please tell me about this. About whom does the prophet say this? About himself or about someone else? And then Philip spoke, and beginning with this scripture, he preached Jesus to him, explaining that he is the promised Messiah and the source of salvation. And as they continued along the road, they came to some water. And the eunuch exclaimed, Look, water, what forbids me 
from being baptized. And Philip said to him, If you believe with all your heart, you may. And he replied, I do believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And he ordered that the chariot be stopped. And both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water, and Philip baptized him. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, I pray today that many in politics, oh, many treasurers, oh, that many leaders of nations will seek the God of the beginning, the God who created the heaven and the earth and who sits on the throne today and who appoints kings and kingdoms and leaders and and prime ministers and that they will give their hearts to him. Oh, like this treasurer, this great important man from Ethiopia who gave his heart to Jesus. What a wonderful story. And it injects faith into us to believe that God is able to reach these kind of people at this level. We need to pray for this. We need to believe this, that while they are traveling on a desert road where nobody is, God can send his servant there to be right there at the spot where that encounter will be. Not just any encounter, but right at that moment that he was reading the very verse of Isaiah speaking about the Messiah. Well, this is a great example about the wells that we need to dig and about the blessings that come from above. Because this man was reading the book of Isaiah. Oh, Isaiah, that great prophet who many years before this moment had written down these things as he was in the presence of God, as he was seeking God. God through the Holy Spirit led him because the Holy Spirit is the great author of the Bible. And he wrote down all these things, things that maybe he himself did not fully understand what he was writing down about the Messiah. It was so wondrous and so marvelous, but he wrote it all down. That well was dug by Isaiah, but it is God we see in this story who opened up this verse, who opened up the understanding of this treasurer, who sent Philip there, who orchestrated everything to come together, that it could come to that great moment that this man cried out, I do believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And we know that Jesus himself said to Peter when he said, you are the Son of God, he said, flesh and blood has not revealed these things to you, but the Father who is in heaven has revealed this to you. Blessing comes from above. Revelation comes from above. Yes, we write the books. Yes, we go and organize conferences, crusades, meetings. Yes, we hand out tracts. Yes, we do all kinds of meetings and things to reach people with the gospel. We make radio programs, just as I am making this program and this broadcast here today in the studio. But it's not me. It's not the means. It is God himself who will touch your life who will bless you, who has orchestrated things for this to come together at this very moment right now, that you can hear his word. Oh, this broadcast that has maybe been recorded some time ago. I don't know when you are listening to this broadcast. Maybe this broadcast has survived years and it's coming to you today, but you are hearing this message today and God is ministering to you today. And so he is giving the rain upon your life He is giving the blessing from above. Oh, this broadcast would be nothing if it is just a well, a hole 
dug by a man, but it is God who fills it with rain. It is God who filled it with blessings. And today you can drink from it. Today you can be blessed by it. Oh, just as this man was blessed because of the book of Isaiah, but God brought it together, sent his servant there, led by the Holy Spirit, and by the Holy Spirit opened the mind of this great treasurer, and he opened the mouth of his great servant, the evangelist Philip, and he brought the blessing there of revelation as Christ was revealed to this man in his splendor and glory and saving power, and this man believed, and he got baptized, and the gospel was not just a blessing to him. No, hallelujah. It came to Ethiopia, and it blessed so many in Ethiopia. Oh, only the Lord knows how this reservoir of blessing out of the book of Isaiah has been blessing generations and multitudes, but it's not Isaiah. It's not just the book. It is God himself who uses it as a reservoir, who fills it with water and who blesses your life. And so in this season of thanksgiving, I would just like to ask you, oh, be thankful for those who went before you, but never forget to lift up your hands and to say, but Lord, the blessing comes from above. The blessing comes from you. Father in heaven, I want to pray for my listener right now. You know exactly what they need at this moment, and you have already prepared a reservoir of blessing for them. But Lord, it would be nothing but a dry and barren hole if you did not fill it with your grace and your goodness and your love and your mercy. So today, let that blessing come to their life from above. Let it come from you Let it flow from your throne of grace into their heart, their mind, their life, into every aspect of their life. And bless them, I pray, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Do you wish to listen to more messages? Go to themessagestation.com. Also visit us at maasbach.com. 